0: Podcast. Hi, Esther. Hi, Holly. Should we talk about our card of the day? Yes. It's my turn. I'm using uh, Everyday Witch because oh, I'm recording I am too. In my, my new recording space, and this is the only deck over here.
1: <laughs> Yay! I love it. I, know. I chose like three other decks
0: before, and they were all like, "No, I don't want to read for you today." So I was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> <laughs> and I just have gotten so many awesome Kickstarter decks in the last couple of days, I was going to use one of those, but then I was like, I don't know if I know know them well well enough enough for podcast podcasting. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) For podcast podcasting. (laughs) The podcastiest podcasting. All right, so a card of the day. We are going to do the Five of Swords. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Because it was interesting because one of the decks I pulled –
1: the Five of Swords. I was like, and then I pulled the Queen of Pentacles. And I was like, well, that's Holly and the Five of Swords. <laughs> and then, there So <laughs>
0: that was that sure weird.
1: Okay.
0: Well, in the book that we're talking about today, the Five of Swords was one of the ones that I like checked off as being like, oh my god, why do people hate this card so much? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like leave the Five, of, leave swords the five alone. of Swords alone.
1: Okay. So what are people's like
0: typical reaction to the Five of Swords, and how do you see it differently? Okay, so um, I think that the... Well, so in this depiction of it, I really like it a lot more than regular because it's kind of like three women standing around a cauldron and one of them is like, you know, has created all these swords from the cauldron and it's upsetting everyone around her. But I feel like the this card specifically makes me think that it's kind of like accidental. Like, it's not like a malicious... Oh, yeah. Like, like I guess... Not hurting of other people, but a malicious sort of, like, controlling the situation. Uh-huh. And I feel like that with the Five of Swords a lot. I don't think that it's necessarily malicious or mean. I always feel like it's more about self-preservation mm-hmm. and kind of, like... like taking care of yourself primarily which doesn't always have to be bad yeah i mean maybe it's like the slytherin part of me (laughs) it's like five of swordsy yeah but it yeah i think that a lot of the times people really see it as like like you're being kind of like too greedy and you're trying to make these power plays and you're trying to control other people around you and, like, ill-gotten gains, almost. Right, right. Um, But I think that I always feel like it's a little bit more about, like, just trying to do the best with what you have available to you. Mm-hmm. Like, you're finding all these swords, and you're like, oh. I'm just going to take them in case. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. A lot. Like the Nifflers slash Ravens we are. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's shiny, these
1: are shiny. Yeah. And I should probably
0: bring them home with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just safe. in
1: case I need them for later. I'm just going to pack yeah, them.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I do think that it's interesting that it came up in this context because that was not, that was one of the descriptions in the book that I didn't really like. And so uh-huh. I think it's almost like saying like, hey, we need to mention this. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, exactly. And like, also remember that like, it's so easy for me to start gushing about stuff because there there were parts that i really liked but yeah. maybe like keeping in mind that you have to bring the whole book with you when you're exactly, doing a book review, yeah. rather than just like the parts only really the love. positive stuff yeah
1: yeah <laughs> exactly yeah so we'll see how this goes i think it would be fun <laughs>
0: fun fun yeah fun. i'm excited to talk about it i to know because it's
1: our first like tarot book that we're uh yeah we talked
0: so. a little bit about the book of tarot from danielle uh, noel What's her name? Dan- yes. danielle noel yeah But this is the first one that we're, like, devoting time to. Exactly, yeah. But first, we do have questions. Yay,
1: we got (laughs) questions.
0: Okay, so our first
1: question is from our friend Amber. I recently found myself going through a forced life change. As a result, I've been looking for a job for five months. I've had several interviews and nothing has turned up. Because the joblessness is a result of my divorce and losing my home, I'm a bit directionless and don't even know how to define what I want. Is something holding me back? Should I just settle for a service job or hold out and let the universe align?
0: Oh, I know. I'm so sorry. That's so stressful. I like, I always say how much I love change. Yes. But when it's not a change that you're asking for or looking for, it just takes so much longer to see the benefit of the change.
1: Okay. So what do we want to do for Amber? What kind of spread do we want to do? Because it seems like there's the directionlessness. I feel like I need, we need to deal with in a way because that's where she's most discouraged is yes, this directionlessness so and then the jobs sort of thing is secondary
0: yeah i think that doing some sort of like pep talk like how to find direction thing would be a good place to start yeah and then we can go into job hunting stuff. yes I, I like that so how do we want to do a like finding i actually didn't we have i written a terror spread called finding direction i, I feel you like you
1: <laughs> did
0: really or you you're you're
1: a cosmic creeper maybe
0: I love Cosmic so much that like, of course, she would write something and I'd be like, yeah, that was totally me. So I have the taking back control, which is how I'm feeling, what's in the way of my growth, how it's manifested, a lesson to be learned, where to look for, to encourage healing. Yeah. And first step to make forward. Or I also think that the anxiety ridden spread for preparing for the absolute worst could be good. Yeah. Although that's more about a specific event.
1: I would say the first one that you wrote, the... Well, what are Cosmics? Cosmics, okay, it was the four wise cards, which is you, which is identifying your energy. Here, listen to your current needs. See, envision the path forward and speak, communicate and take action.
0: That was one. I like that. Okay. Let's do that. Let's do that one. Yeah. Because I like that but, one too. All right, Cosmic, we're going to do your spread. Hey, we, we love, love you, you. And it's a fucking great it spread. It is. Yeah. I was thinking about doing
1: this one yesterday anyway, so that's why it was on my mind, so...
0: I know. I was like, how does your brain
1: retain all of this information? It retains your tarot decks and other people's spreads.
0: That's all I have them for. <laughs> Okay, perfect. So, all right. um, And this is a spread that was created by Cosmic Creeper, as we said. Cosmic Creeper is one of my first Instagram friends with Tarot. She's so precious. She's one of the most giving, wonderful people that you could possibly find. If you don't follow her, you absolutely should. We'll tag her in this on our Yeah, we'll tag her in the notes for this and everything. But, um... She also has really cool pets. And so if you're into cats or lizards, you should definitely follow her too. But she is one of our, I I don't know. I just love her so much. I think that she gives so much to the community and um, she's really rad. Yeah, she really is. (laughs) And she has really great YouTube content too. Yeah. She has great YouTube content. She's the one who sent me the map of London esoteric shops when I was in, in London So she's just, she's amazing and giving and I love you. And I've talked about you enough, but we're going to do your spread now. Yeah. Thank you for providing this I don't want you to be embarrassed.
1: (laughs) Well, we we can, we can do more if she needs more from us. We can just. Yeah, exactly. Let us know if we
0: need to gush about you more because we're always down for that too. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So back to our dear Amber. Um, Esther, do you want to pull a card for identify your energy and listen to your current needs? And I'll do envision a path forward and communicate and take action. Yes,
1: Well, let's do that. Sorry, I didn't mean to be that excited. I just counted seven in my brain and then just spoke yes. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> you got there. like got you there. there. <laughs> okay, so her, I, her current energy is the Ten of Cups. And hearing what you, to your current need, is the Ace of Swords. So, definitely, Ten of Cups is like uh, in everyday witch, it's this family that's on this picnic blanket. So, I th- definitely think that you right now, your energy, you're longing for this. Like, there's a loss, and this is kind of your energy is in this like longing moment for this yeah. picturesque family um, entity.
0: And or just home entity. Oh, yeah. Like, just safety almost. Yeah. yeah. And hearing is listening to your
1: current needs, and that's the ace of swords. your current need you want a new idea you want new inspiration. you want that bolt of lightning to come down and kind of give you that revelation of what you need to do next. so both of those completely understandable in the context of what you've asked us and the what yeah you're going
0: totally. Right now. And for mine, I think this is kind of interesting because the envision a path forward position came up with the eight of wands, which always I mean, obviously, it's action oriented because it's that card that just has eight wands like it's explicitly about moving explicitly about speed. But I think that it's really saying to that the way that you can kind of get to a place where you're able to envision a path forward is to decide that come hell or high water, you're moving. Yes, exactly. Like there's an action that's happening. It's going now. Mm -hmm. So breaking out of sort of like a doldrum of like hoping for that ace of swords. Like I want to have this energy. I want to have this new thing. You need to break out of that yearning and Mm -hmm. move towards the actively pursuing. Yeah, And the communicate and take action. I also really like because we got the four of wands. Oh yeah. And so because the four of wands and this card has all four of the witches kind of like working together on something, I feel like more so than usual, this card is saying that to communicate and take action, you need to involve those people in your life that you already trust and love. Yeah. Because even with all of the loss and all of the sort of like, forced life changes, there still must be some people that you feel like you can go to to talk things through. And that could be us, that could be the Facebook group, that could be like whoever, but there are people in your life that want to support you and help you get to that victorious moving forward to a new phase of your life. If you communicate your needs to them and I love that contrast between listening to your current need
1: of the ace of swords instead of passively waiting for that inspiration and passively waiting the next card is no you've got to move forward Yeah, you've got to do it and
0: also quickly like this isn't something to just sit around and sort of second guess yourself about like just moving forward expressing what's going on to the people that love you Mm -hmm. and letting them help you get somewhere is going to be helpful because that healing stuff the healing of like I didn't want any of this and now I'm having to deal with it is like the that's why we focused on that first because we can sense that that's kind of a primary issue yeah like it's really hard you will never be happy in any job if you're still dealing with a lot of feelings of loss about everything else like you can be the happy like one of my favorite jobs I've ever had was at Panera and I had just quit a really awful job but I was really happy in my life and so working at Panera was fucking great I totally bought into. All of their, like, corporate messaging. I was like, yeah, I love this place. I could keep working here for years. She's a total Hufflepuff, people. I mean, how I much more can I prove this to you all? Of being surrounded by bread all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no... You can be happy at any job if you're feeling okay. Yeah,
1: especially, like, and sometimes discouragement can just get you so down and into your your own brain that you feel like you can't move forward, that you're kind of paralyzed there. So I think that's yeah. why I really love that Eight of Wands coming up. like, You know, you may feel this sort of thing mentally in your brain and, like, trying to work through everything, but just keep putting your foot in front of the other thing and something will happen.
0: Yeah, like, exactly. it's You're
1: not going to be stuck here like that forever, so...
0: Yeah, you it won't feel so overwhelmingly change oriented. Yeah. I mean that like talk about a tower moment in your life, yeah. Amber. Like that is bananas. Yeah. And one of the cards, so, well, we'll talk about this later, but there's, um, like, spells associated with all the cards in the book that we're talking about today and in the tower section. I love that so much. Be careful if you try to invite tower energy (laughs) into your life. Like, it will destroy things. Yes, it will come to you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah, for better or for worse, if something's bad, it sometimes needs to be towered out of your life, but it's also kind of a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) All right, so... I think the only thing that's holding your holding you back is feeling like more, like things will happen to you rather than you making changes. Yeah. Which makes sense because if this, you know, if a bunch of stuff happens to you that cause a lot of grief and loss, you're used to just kind of ending up having to be a little bit more passive yeah. in the situations. You're like, well, this happened to me, so maybe something good will happen to me. But mm-hmm. I think that the Eight of Wands and the Four of Wands, along with that Ace of Swords, is yeah. like like you have the you power can't. to make your yeah. own magic basically. Yeah, exactly. It's time now. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. So then do we want to talk about job stuff? Yeah. It's good because she asks, should I settle for a service job or hold out and let the universe align? So again, it's kind of like actioning passive, passivity, passivity, yeah. but it's more specifically I mean, for job than it would than be life. then for the other life. Yeah.
0: Well, I can pull two cards about service job, like what a service job would look like. Okay. And I'll pull out for holding out for the universe alignment. I mean, holding out and letting the universe align is never really the way that I want to go. No.
1: Or if if or is there something better out there than the service job? Maybe we should phrase it that way.
0: Yeah, although again, like I said, <laughs> favorite job was Panera. <laughs> I mean, I love my job now, but I loved working in service jobs too. It's the bread. Maybe I'm too hufflepuffy. <laughs> too. It's hufflepuff-y. the bread. <laughs> You just lean into the microphone. It's the bread.
1: I mean, am I lying? I'm not going to
0: say it wasn't the bread, okay? It was the bread bowls, people. Yeah, it was the bagels. It was the sugar cookies. It was the coffee. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you ahead of time that my cards are judgment and the Knight of swords. So basically don't wait for the universe to align <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> or wait for the better opportunity. Cause it's just going to cause oh my God, and the five
0: of swords came up again for me and the hanged man. So I think that a service job would be like a fine role. It would make you feel like you were putting your life on pause. Exactly. Like you were doing what you had to do, which is exactly what we were talking about earlier when the five of swords came out. Yeah. Like you're doing what you have to do in order to, kind of get through it, but you're not making any progress. right?
1: Yeah. And for me, judgment, if you're going to be waiting for your life's call with judgment, you're just going to cause anxiety and it's not going to kind of come to you that way. So mm-hmm. I think definitely the, the service job, at least for holding space and just a waiting moment until, something does come across with you putting your foot one foot in front of the other with that eight of wands yeah. energy and
0: just working through all of that frustrating job application. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do we want to pull cards about like where she could look or not where she could look, but I guess like what she should be keeping an eye on with finding her actual judgment thing
1: like what kind of direction she can go into to to find
0: to find more a more purpose driven job that she'd like maybe purpose driven job was a book i'm pretty sure <laughs> i don't know <laughs> purpose driven, driven
1: life is, is like a christian book oh
0: purpose driven life is a book <laughs>
1: So I'm pretty sure there was a sequel, Purpose Driven Jobs, somewhere in the mix. Oops. <laughs> Along with the devotional and the Bible series. Oh, sorry.
0: Oh, yeah. That's definitely what I was referencing. <laughs> you know me and my love of religious devotional books. And mega
1: churches in general. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. I'm just super into it, after. Yeah. So, yeah, Christ. I think it's finding direction on kind
1: of where to go. Not where to go, necessarily, but within the service job, what kind of direction to head in next.
0: Well, so the devil just popped the heck out of my deck. Oh, And even when I tried, I didn't realize it was bad. I just thought that I was losing a card. And when I tried to shuffle it back in, it it wouldn't go back in. So I think that like that says that sh- that amber's feeling generally out of control which we've already addressed yeah. and so finding ways to like really take control of the situation rather than just like submitting an application submit the application and do the follow-ups or interview and then do the follow-ups or like rather than feeling like bad stuff is going to keep happening to you take more of an active role so
1: we need to combine cosmic creepers and your spread the the oh, cosmic yeah, I guess. Hu- enchanted spread, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah, so let's pull mine up then, and we can just do an abbreviated version for the important stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I love it when the devil shows up in that situation. Well, I was just
1: like, she needs a fuck boy. That's what I was thinking, <laughs>
0: but that's just me. <laughs> that's my brain. That's always you with that card. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that just using the last two questions and my taking back control, where to look to encourage healing and then first steps to move forward. I love it. So this is kind of about like, like we said, uh, taking a job that you're not thrilled about working in service would be something that would feel like you were doing what you needed to do, but it wouldn't feel like moving forward. And in order to move forward, we need you to take back some control. And which one do you want to do? Where to look to encourage healing or first steps?
1: It doesn't matter. Whatever
0: you want to give me. What are you feeling? I'll do where to look. And I'll do first steps. Queen of Swords. I'm actually going to interpret this in terms of a person. Oh. Which is rare. I tend to not, like kind of avoid that for the, for the court yeah, cards. But should, I think yeah. that... Turning to like a really, really smart mentor would be a really good idea. Yeah. Somebody who is is rational and to the point and isn't going to hold any punches and who can tell you like, here's, here's where you're going wrong. Here's what you need to do, whether it's like comfortable or not. Mm -hmm. I think that someone that you trust will be able to serve as that kind of queen of swords catalyst for you. Did you only pull one card? Yes. (laughs) I pulled two cards. And you will oh, really? not guess
1: what I pulled. What? I pulled the two of pentacles. Don- no, two of pentacles <laughs> and temperance. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so it's, it's you know, your life has been, two to of me, I... Two pentacles and temperance. And temperance. I know. It's like, <laughs> balance, Amber. Find that balance. Um, I'm <laughs> forcing you to find balance. But I think that after you've had such a crazy... I'll repeat that. I think that after you've had such a enormous tower moment that your life has been in such a tailspin. You haven't gone back to that middle ground yet. You haven't gone back to that balance yet. And so I think, especially if you, decide to do a service job area. You're getting back to that place of normality. You're resetting some things in your life. You're getting that not only day-to-day balance, but also your whole life back in balance. And because to me, two of pentacles is that day-to-day, every day sort of pattern and temperance is that overwhelming life balance. So with both of these together, those steps forward is creating that sense of balance, creating that new sense of who you are and that stability in your life and being able to kind of get that sense, especially with the temperance card in um, everyday witch being a she's in a yoga position using that balance even it's yeah. that implying that mental balance that physical balance you know getting getting that yourself kind of reset
0: back into well and also things, yeah. because we've been doing so much temperance stuff or <laughs> at least I have and you've been helping me with it temperance has some elements of patience as well mm-hmm. and so allowing yourself to sort of like find that sense of normalcy and balance but also to not expect that you're going to be able to just like jump right back onto the horse where you left off Mm -hmm. and like have everything be like perfect and like normal and, you know, stable allowing yourself to give yourself time to heal is also part of temperance. And giving
1: yourself that grace too, because you've been through such a momentous like life change. And so much, especially when you have pressure to jump back on the horse and get back into life the way things should have been and how you've dreamed it was, it sometimes takes a little bit longer and to have that patience for yourself and that grace for yourself walking forward. And
0: I think that just because of like, you know, modern life and living in a capitalist society, like... We can't, we don't really get to grieve in ways that allow us full grieving mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And having all that upheaval is a loss. And so, like, giving yourself the time to get through that is the only way that you're going to see results that are positive. Yes. Yes. I agree. Oh, my God. Amber, good luck. We love you so much. Keep us updated. Yeah, Keep oh, us updated. We love you so, so you, much. You totally can do this. You're already five months into this process. In another five months, I bet that you'll feel totally different. Oh, yeah. You just give yourself a little bit of a break. Oh, yeah. And again, like, reach
1: out to people around you. Yeah. See if you can find that Queen of Swords.
0: Where's exactly. She? Where's she at?
1: <sighs>
0: Yowza. I know. <laughs> You I don't think that question. For a question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time for another question. That's okay. But you know what it is time for? It's time for some shout outs shout outs, shout outs, shout outs, shout outs. So we continue to be completely blown away by all of your support, you guys. It just means the world to us. And we and just we hit have- our first goal this week yeah, with this batch of we people did. and we're so it's we're gonna be able to get new equipment
1: and do special stuff so yeah. oh, i'm so excited and actually order all of those tarot decks that people are supposed to be getting this week. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it's it's more the first like the initial
0: stuff is to help pay for the Yeah, all the tarot exactly actually like give people gifts (laughs) yeah exactly but we're there and so anyway we have shout outs to do today and I'm gonna do the first one okay oh yeah which is to our beautiful friend Talia oh
1: she I love her unboxing
0: like every time she goes live I'm like oh I gotta get your phones Talia is one of the listeners that when Esther visited me we met her up with her for dinner yeah so we really love love her her a lot but yeah she does great unboxing videos I know and um, all your taro is what she is on instagram yeah. but your card is
1: the queen of cups ooh seven and stephanie m your card is the devil branching a branch cuz i drew it so it's my
0: meaning so <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and lori your card is the Ace of Pentacles. Ooh. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. So you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash wildlytarotpodcast if you'd like to support us and we would love you so much for it. Yes. Yay. And also we do post quite a bit of additional content. There's like outtakes from our episodes, Moon Minutes, Uh, just like additional bonus content. We're going to start doing more Tarot wildly hard mini episodes. Yeah. mini episodes. So there's a lot that's going on over there. Um, and it's not just about supporting us, although we do appreciate it greatly. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Then once Taurus season ends, we'll have a community reading for Gemini. Yay. Gemini. (laughs) For our beautiful month of June. And then cancer where both of my, my sister and my mom are both cancers. Yeah. And, and and my you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and yeah, I'm technically a Leo, but I have so much other cancer everywhere else, it's just, I just claim cancer. I just force yeah. cancer to be
0: mine. That's the Leo way. <laughs> I think that's fair. The Leo <laughs> way. It doesn't matter what the stars say. I am choosing. <laughs> I am choosing. It's just like your Hogwarts house. You choose where you go. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, I have always thought that I was a Hufflepuff but never wanted to confess to being a Hufflepuff until everyone started being cool with being Hufflepuffs and then I was like oh yeah then it's fine yeah but I think when I was like a little kid it was like oh my god I'm already a Taurus having to also be a Hufflepuff is like well
1: because (laughs) J.R. Rowling did not like develop Hufflepuff at all and it's all the lore that people created on Tumblr behind Hufflepuff that made Hufflepuffs what they are today because you know and so now hufflepuffs are on the end because they're one of the best not like slytherin which is the best they're the second best (laughs) they're the
0: second best (laughs) also i would like to point out that you just said jr rolling oh i meant anyway okay it's time for the book of the week we've been recording forever (laughs) we are talking about modern tarot from michelle t and this is like a really popular tarot yes Because the cover's beautiful. It's very striking. The cover's so beautiful. The color is perfect. It's really, really pretty. Um, But Michelle T is an American author, poet, and literary arts organizer whose autobiographical works explore queer culture, feminism, race, class, sex work, and other topics. She currently lives in Los Angeles. She's written 10 books, mostly memoirs, which are known for their views into the queer community. And this is her first tarot book. Oh, okay. So uh, it's interesting because it definitely feels autobiographical which makes yeah. sense that that would be her background
1: well i yeah and i think there's it's a trend in tarot books because wtf tarot by baraka winter Wint Win, winter something like that she does the everyday everyday magic shop in north north carolina that's oh, her shop yeah, yeah, yeah. Bar- Bar- baraka sorry if i get your name wrong um <laughs> But she did her WTF tarot book, and a lot of her cards and stuff was associated with her like some life story stuff. So I think it's like a yeah. recent trend,
0: and helps with association sometimes, and sometimes as we'll kind of discover, not so much. It can be a, yeah, it can be a little bit much. But yeah, I do think that that probably comes pretty naturally if you're writing a tarot book because all of us connect to different things more than other things. Yeah, and so it's more about like finding a tarot book that has a similar like-minded. I mean, maybe not. Maybe it's better to find a tarot book that has somebody who has a totally different experience than you do, because that can flesh out areas of weakness for you.
1: Yeah, I think it's always interesting to have like a different perspective. But sometimes the perspective can be too too nuanced or too like on the edge it feels
0: like way too specifically associated with one thing and less of like a universal yes exactly yeah experience so yeah that's i
1: think helpful but at the same time like i love different perspectives but sometimes it just gets too much so it's kind of becomes unhelpful in that way but yeah
0: i guess we should start with the parameters (laughs) so yeah we're mixing
1: up the parameters this week because it's a book Well, duh, but it's like a different (laughs) type of book than what we're kind of normally used to reviewing here. So we have some intros, thoughts about the book itself, some organizational stuff. What, What do you kind of feel about the organization of the book?
0: I like the organization. I think it's interesting and a little bit more dynamic than some other tarot books that I've read. Um the intro talks a lot about like personal stuff mm-hmm. like kind of her experience with being like a young punk reading tarot on the streets of San Francisco <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. Um but I really like the actual structure because she separates the court cards from the minors and so it goes through all the major arcana's then all the minor arcana's then the court cards. Um Which I think is nice because it kind of gives you more of a focus on like really digging into the court cards, or at least that was my experience of reading it. Right, right. Because they're just sort of different, and she separates each of the court cards into... If it's you, if it's somebody else, and if it's a situation and Mm -hmm. kind of like how to read it in those three ways, which I liked, the actual structure is pretty free form. Like she doesn't, like a lot of tarot books will be like, this is what the card means upright. This is what the card means reversed. And then all of the sort of essay stuff. And she doesn't do that. It's like just fully the essay stuff. Yeah. But one of the things that I really, really loved and like I think tips the scales for this being like a book worth owning to me is that every single card has some sort of magical spell or ritual or something attached to it and a lot of it is like kitchen witchy and there'll be like to bring more of this energy into your life or to bring less of the energy into this life into your life and she even says that she tried to focus the spells on things that were easily attainable and so it's not like you need all of these really complicated herbs or stones or, you know, a chicken egg from a chicken that laid the egg under the new moon. Right. Yeah. 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 All stuff that you can pretty easily achieve. Yeah. That's what I liked. It was, I'm so limited in my resources.
1: It was nice to kind of have spells and stuff that you don't need to have like access to a full witch herbary cabinet area that I can kind of do something on my own at home with my
0: exactly. Yeah. I like that too. And a lot of them are so straightforward. Like it's, Or some of them are things that you have to spend a lot of time working on, but the setup is so easy Mm -hmm. that it's, like, something where it really is about flexing that, like, energetic, intuitive muscle more than, like, creating these really overly complex situations. and
1: I like the way that, like, they would kind of label the spell area, like, stop being the Ten of Wands or be the Ace of Cups or working with the Four of Cups, things like that. You know, we're getting through the Three of Swords,
0: getting through the Three of Cups, or Three of Swords, you know. I loved the Three of Swords.
1: Because, yeah, it was really interesting because instead of, like, you just embracing this energy, you're trying to fight the energy, you're trying to banish the energy, you're actually kind of working through it and, like, doing stuff to, you know, to make peace with it. it. Yeah, and honoring it, yeah. And
0: with the except, I mean, she does this with some of them also, but I think that the tower is the most where she's like, maybe you don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. But for all of them, for the other ones, it's like, here's how to like really shine a light on the really hard stuff yeah, and move through it, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So if you want 78 plus spells that you can work with through the tarot, I mean, I think that that's undersold with this. She doesn't even mention it in In any any of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's barely even mentioned on the back. Yeah, it just says teaches how to use this tradition for radical self growth. That's the only mention of the spell stuff. Yeah, I like that. But it's just—I don't know. I think that that part is really undersold in this. Yeah, like really undersold. Because as a tarot book, it's fine. Like it's—it's a fine tarot book. As a personal set of personal essays, it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Like her life is interesting. the
1: The only uh, complaint—complaint is hard word. The only (sighs) eh. Thing I have is <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> is that there's there's like no chapter dedicated to how to read tarot.
0: There's yeah, no spreads at all, so
1: it's basically just a tarot encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, and that's actually something that some of the re- like uh, most of the negative reviews that I read on Amazon were hilarious because it's like, we get it, you're a feminist, blah blah blah, leave politics out of tarot. And I'm like, first of all, that all that makes me want to do is buy this more. Yeah, yeah. Is when somebody's <laughs> like, she's too feminist. I'm like, oh, okay. give it to me now, then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you want to see too feminist? I'll show you too <laughs> feminist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but what I think that one of them um was saying that a lot of the like the cards the card definitions aren't super revolutionary. right? So that's one thing. And I think paired with what you just brought up and that there's no explanation of how to actually read mm-hmm. tarot, it isn't a very good beginner deck or a very good advanced deck. It's kind of like an intermediate right. or not deck book. book yeah. It's kind of an intermediate book because you have to have a solid grasp of the cards because this will not really help you there's are some areas where it helps you delineate more information about the cards. So you have to have a pretty solid base of the cards to get anything out of it. But also, you have to like, yeah, you just you can't be a true beginner. You have and to if have you're foundation a foundation. Advanced there. expert, you might not care. Yeah, you might not care enough about it. Yeah. So it's it's good. I think that's one of the reasons why there are parts that I really liked because it focused so much more on the ritualistic aspect, mm-hmm. which is an area where I'm more of a beginner than you are because I know that you use tarot cards for ritualistic oh, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. more than I do. And so I think that that's one of the reasons why that part spoke to me so much. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is an area that I don't explore. Well,
1: And it kind of surprises me that they didn't advertise it more as a spell book then. And just a tarot book because the spell book aspect, it's like, with tarot, usually you have like the spreads and how to read tarot, sort of like introductions yeah. to it. And so I'm surprised that they didn't kind of go on the other end saying like, this is a tarot book with meanings, but more so it's to kind of support you in your craft. So that yeah. surprises me that they didn't kind of lean into that. Lean sort of, into
0: that. I totally agree. Yeah.
1: Because that's where it kind of shines to me is this book. It shines in that aspect more than the meanings because I can get meanings from anywhere.
0: Anywhere. We have, you we, can bitty, we have like yeah. exactly. <laughs> we have 500,000. Exactly. We can get
1: meanings in. like, Like, it's good to have, I think, those personal essays in general, it was very enlightening for some things, but the spells is kind of what makes the book shine. And so I wish they would have, I mean, I'm surprised they didn't kind of elaborate on that more in the advertising, so...
0: And I think that that's why both of us had the experience when we started reading it of like really liking it initially and then having the shine wear off a little bit as we got further because the major arcana spells and stuff are definitely stronger. I mean, obviously, the major arcana's are always going to be kind of like more important, not more important, but more like focused on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I first started seeing that, I was like, oh, my God, I had no idea it was going to have this much cool, like, here's a tea you can make and then sit in front of a candle and journal about this or whatever, like that sort of thing. I'm so into and I wasn't I was not expecting it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then it's really interesting because I think the cover of the book makes it seem like the book (sighs) is different than it is on the inside. It makes any sense. Like the not only that, but like the back cover blurb, it's like completely different book than what you expect.
0: Yeah. There, there seems to be a big disconnect between the actual incredible content and then how it's marketed. Yeah. Cause everyone, I think that a lot of people want to jump on the, like, look at everyone's into tarot now. Like this is achievable for anyone. Like one of the things that they focus on so much on the front and in the back blurb is that this can be used with any deck, but it's like <laughs> a lot of tarot books can yeah. like, I don't think unless it's the actual little white book it's unusual that a tarot book would be like, this is just only, only functional for this. With yeah. This like one wild Known is you know? only
1: for wild Known and can't be associated yeah. with any other deck. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I think that that's, I think that they're trying to lean really heavily on the, like, look at how dynamic this can, like tarot thing can be yeah. rather than like, this is for, this is for people who already know or who are comfortable at least with it. Yeah. And here's how they can like delve into their spiritual practice in addition to their tarot practice. Anyway, wow, that ended up being a much longer hey, intro, intro feeling than but I expected. But we had expecting. just lots of feelings.
1: <laughs> because we want we like this book. So what are your kind of what are your majors that you really liked and what did you like about the majors?
0: Oh, wait, one other thing that I wanted to mention is that oh. in the intro, she mentions that she's not a psychic, and she kind of clarifies that, like, psychic powers aren't required to read tarot. Oh, I love and that And I just part. like that she included that at the beginning, because I think that a lot of people do feel like, well, if you're saying that you're a tarot reading, reader, then you're also saying that you're, like, clairvoyant and clairaudient, and some people are, mm-hmm. but a lot of people aren't, and so I think that she really... And then when she says it's more like a really good therapy session with a preternat- preternaturally insightful therapist, like that's how I always feel about reading tarot. Yeah,
1: I highlighted that portion because I was like, yes,
0: yes, this is yeah. what it is. <laughs> Same, exactly. So um, I'll start with my favorite major because I think we could just go in order. Oh yeah. my, f- my favorite major, right? We each chose two favorite majors yes, and then several different minors. So my first uh, major is the Emperor. I love that one. It was so good. I liked it so... Oh, that's another thing that we need to mention is that she... There's, like, an artist who did all the cards for this. Oh, I guess we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that later. later. later, Yeah. Yeah. The cards themselves are just weird. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) so the Emperor... The parts that I really liked was, like, obviously all the rationality and control stuff is there, but I think that it's really neat that she focused on, like if you get the emperor focus on logic, like there's no emotion to that card. It's not just about controllingness, which is usually where I go with okay. it, but also logic. Uh, like, yeah, here's how you need to be more logical about the situation. And I, also I really love the. Love... I know the quote that you're about to say, cause I love that quote too. <laughs> <laughs> she says, if the emperor is a person, I hope you're not on their bad side. The emperor has no fucks to give and will not budge an inch. Yes. <laughs> And so then she also transitions it, which I really, really liked into saying like, if you're getting the emperor a lot, it's not necessarily saying that somebody is putting that on you. It's also saying that maybe you're being an asshole. And I really liked that too. Yes, I did too. If you're getting the emperor a lot, it's like, maybe I need to assess how I'm impacting other people. Maybe I'm being too logical and too unyielding and like not giving enough or whatever. Um and this was also the first of the uh sort of spell areas where it was full blown kitchen energy, yeah kitchen witch stuff so she talks about this tofu dish, she explains what you'd use in the tofu dish, what it all symbolizes, and then also kind of like an activity that you can do when you're eating like basically like you know, thinking about stuff and whatever. And I just love it. I love any sort of kitchen witchery stuff where they explain how each component of the meal mm-hmm. makes it into a spell. Oh, I love that.
1: The yeah, emperor was really so funny. I, I, I was about to choose the emperor. And then I remember that you chose it. And I was like, I can't choose the yeah. emperor. So
0: <laughs> normally we don't share with each other what we're choosing, but because it's such a long book, we didn't want to have overlap, overlapping. So yeah, we, like told each other what was, what we were going to do. But that means that you're next. Yeah, because I chose the Hierophant because I was
1: kind of curious. I was like, huh, this Hierophant, what are they going to say about this Hierophant? And it was really interesting because <laughs> her background for the past few years has been Zen Buddhism. And she kind of shares yeah. that anecdote in this section where she was kind of drawn to it. But also, as a queer feminist, she was like, why do we have to conform? Like, why is yeah. this conformity? Like, why do I have to put my foot <laughs> yeah. here? And I love that because that's just me right now. I'm like, why do I have to do it this way? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, so <laughs> Don't I, boss me around. <laughs> Why are you doing this? But I really I'll probably I'll do a few quotes. Um so she said, as a queer feminist person, I was accustomed to rewriting traditions to include me. Submitting to a set of rigorous rules felt oppressive, but I gave in and stuck out and it was worth it. So I just found that really like insightful that there are some things if you conform, because I'm being personally called to like having more ritualistic in my like working and stuff like that, not working like yeah. real work, but like through my spiritual life right now and being called yeah. to like that, yeah. and I, and and I keep questioning myself like, well, am I if I do this, am I being ritualistic? Am I conforming? Like, what are what's going on this yeah. conflict that's right in me? So that really spoke <laughs> like to me heavily.
0: Well, and she even says you might be thinking about joining a group in spite of conflicted feelings about being a joiner. Like, that is exactly our problem with the hierarchy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and I had highlighted that too. I just love that. So it was just
0: saying, you like, swallow
1: your ego and sign up. And I was like, okay, fine. (laughs) Thanks for reading me.
0: (laughs) Well, because in some areas, you know that it'll feel so good to have something kind of established. Yeah. Structure. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what I've been kind of. Picking
1: up my uh, yoga practice and kind of getting my day started
0: with that, which I'm. No, I think that you need to post the picture of your yoga mat in the group because she. It's pitiful. Such a small space.
1: It's so so pitiful because it's too cold outside to go practice outside. In my apartment, my husband is sleeping that early in the morning, and I don't want him like to. Because I feel self conscious. This is like a bing bing bomb with yoga and Esther in the. house but in a one-room apartment like if he wakes up and sees me doing yoga I feel super self-conscious and yeah. the fact that it's like his wife is hovering over him in like a standing crow pose like <laughs> <That's true.
0: laughs> yeah I didn't even think about that you're like really close to his face and he wakes up you're and like, you're like uh, just standing on your hands <laughs> so so I put my so my
1: yoga mat barely fits into my like walk-in like hallway and so I tried this morning, and uh, we'll see how that works. But yeah, we'll see works. it'll be warm enough to do
0: it outside. Yeah, soon. soon yeah,
1: but yes, that that I'll post a picture of me attempting yoga this morning. <laughs>
0: You don't have to have you in it. I'm not in it. There's just a picture of how curled it's just mat. the just mat. Just the mat.
1: <laughs> it's in there.
0: <laughs> the mat for has size like, reference. Like four inches of mat running up <laughs> each wall. <laughs> I mean, that's what it's like. So yeah. So this
1: part really spoke to me, but also the like she just has you meditate with a crystal. This is she does lapis lazuli, lazuli. Yeah, lapis lazuli. Or like a Some brule- people blu- say lapis lazuli, but okay, I trust the spelling. Just Google it. Um, so yeah, it's, um, it's, so you just kind of like meditate with it and you just, because it's a stone that kind of like, it's a bullshit detector. It kind of helps you kind of embrace like being able to see the truth and not getting too wrapped up in stuff. And then the second one is calling a spiritual teacher to you and you cut a picture of an owl out and you kind of like, do a little chanty thing, and I'm like, oh, that's, it's really like simple stuff. Yeah. I can print off an owl picture at work, or I can find yeah. an owl picture in somewhere, I'm sure, and just do that. Absolutely. I just love the simplicity of it. So,
0: you should choose the owl picture w- uh, that's in that meme where somebody's like, I had no idea how long owl legs were, and they <laughs> yes. lift up the owl, and the legs are like super tall. Yes. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would and a reverence. And they'll send
1: me like a really tall spiritual leader. That'll be like the joke from <laughs> yeah, the universe. Exactly. <laughs> So, yeah, that was the Hierophant. I really like that one.
0: And then I think it's your, you know, oh, the next one. Oh, I have too, death. Right?
1: That's just second week. So, yeah, so the death card, the first thing they say in the book is, okay, you got the death card. Don't freak out. <laughs> Which is, of course, what we say like
0: every single time. And she literally just literally those exact words. And then
1: she said, and then they say, it doesn't mean you're going to die. Actually, wait a minute. You are going to die. I'm like, Oh, you just did all, (laughs) did all the work that we did to do this. But of course, like, of course, all of us will like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) All of us going to die, blah, blah. And, but it's just going, she transitions that into the fear of change and things like that. So I really like that, that it's taking that it's more of like this fear, this of change that governs our losses. And, um, the quote from the chapter I really liked was sometimes I think the death card would benefit from being renamed grief or mourning for that is the yeah, real heart of the card. I, I was too. like, that is so on point. I love that. Like, because that's really what kind of the energy that we use to embrace that card is not necessarily death. It's the dying of something, but really yeah. the transition that it brings is that grief and that morning. So I really, really like that sort of, um, take on it because that's, it's changing. It changed my perspective a little bit than what it used to be.
0: Well, and I think that a lot of the times people lean so heavily on the transformation sort of thing that it's easy in this day and age for people who want to focus on the transformational aspect to leave out the grief aspect. Yeah. Yeah. And so I liked that she focused so much on that because it's an important reminder that it isn't just about transformation. Right. There has to be grief associated with that yeah, too. Yeah, there's
1: that recognition that needs to happen for you to transition. Like you just can't yeah. like run o- run over it. And then in working with Deck, she says you can make a goddess box or a Buddha box or a unicorn box or a Joan of Arc box. Like go, you're making a box to honor whatever to, yeah. like you need to honor and they're watching over you. And I thought that was really sweet because like it doesn't matter... Kind of what entity you, like, if you wanted to make a Beyonce box, make your Beyonce box. She uses
0: box. Stevie Nicks as her example. Okay, good.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just thought that was really, thought it was really neat. And of course, yeah, like, crying but I and detoxing. The- like, Yeah.
0: Yes, and the important part about the box is that what you're doing with that box is putting everything that you can't control, like mm-hmm. symbolic representations of everything that you can't control, and you're saying, "Okay, Stevie Nicks is in charge of this thing that I can't control anymore." Yeah, to take it off of you. It's
1: kind of like in chaos magic, making a servitor, like where you're giving this entity the a thing to control for you because you don't want to control it. It's it's yeah. similar, like uh, practice. I'm not thing. familiar with that, yeah. but it sounds similar. Similar, totally. yeah. So, yeah. And then the the second one is really good as well. You don't really need much crying of anything. So.
0: <laughs> Literally crying in a bathtub. Yeah. And I mean, it, that's Holly's favorite thing. So. I fucking love crying, but I don't have access to a bathtub right now. So, yeah, detoxing, getting all that stuff out, and it tells you kind of what you can
1: put in your bath to kind of help
0: relax you and stuff like that. I loved all of those. Yes. Like, here's what you could put in there, and a lot of them are bath-oriented. Yes,
1: yes. And so, for me, as a person that has a shower, it's a bit more difficult, so I kind of, like, rage because I'm like, I don't have a... But uh, you kind of like, I've just you learned to, to make sugar scrubs. Yeah. Or kitty pool. Yeah. There you go. Making sugar scrubs <laughs> with those inside because the sugar scrubs wash off easier and it's bringing sweetness. Or
0: even soaking stuff in like an avocado oil so that you can kind of like oh, rub goodness. yourself in this infused avocado oil and then keep it on you, mm-hmm. which is more bath like.
1: Does avocado oil be really hard to get off?
0: No, I like avocado oil. Okay. So I it doesn't it like, I'm, pretty just, well. I'm just
1: like repugnant to any sticky substances on my body.
0: So. <laughs> well, you could shower after. Okay. Okay. Maybe. Maybe a combination of like an oil that you lounge in for a little bit while you're journaling or whatever. Although yeah. you'd have to like stay standing up if it's. Well, all I, your I've body. done it
1: before because because in a type of yoga you use a type of nut oil and you literally lay in it for thirty minutes. Like you just put it on like all of your body and you lay yeah. there in savasana for like half an hour and kind of like that sounds like my kind of yoga. It was really it's really <laughs> nice to do in the summertime because it's like naturally hot. But yeah. it's like a practice that you do on Saturdays or whatever. And so you do that and you just kind of lay there and meditate and then you go shower it off. So I would think something like that could work too where you.
0: Yeah, totally. I just, avocado oil tends to be my oil, like my like skin oil of choice because I find it not sticky. Okay, okay, okay. Like it absorbs to me anyway A bit more in quickly. your skin, okay.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So something to think about. Yeah. All right. And then my my last major is also one that's kind of surprising. Like you have the higher font, which surprised me. And I have judgment of all things. Oh, And so I think that this is what I was talking about when we were talking about the intro, where like sometimes having different perspectives of the cards is really helpful because judgment is something that I've struggled to connect with. Right. And then I really felt a lot more connected to it after reading this. Um, And I think it's because she acknowledges that the Christian flavor makes her uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. If it's about Judgment Day, she says, if this is about Judgment Day, I know where I, as a feminist, socialist, witchcraft practicing capitalism, destroying lesbian, am headed. (laughs) I thought that (laughs) was really really cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just kind of like. She talks about it being more related. I mean, she brings up karma, which is always like sort of a little bit of a problematic thing, just, you know, because people misunderstand it a lot. But one of the things that she also talks about is Yom Kippur, which I relate to a lot more because I grew up surrounded by a lot of really amazing Jewish people who would include us um, in like religious traditions. Mm -hmm. And so Yom Kippur is Jewish New Year, and it's kind of about that atonement for things that you've done wrong. And so it says that if you're getting this, oh, she has like a good story about how she, the first Yom Kippur she went to was right after she'd been broken up with and blah, 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 blah. But I like that. She kind of ends it with encouraging you to think about if your conscious mind is uh, urging you to change something about the way you've lived and you've been ignoring it. Uh, if the ramifications are like too big, you're just kind of like, I can't, I can't do this, I can't, then having the judgment card is a good time to be like, why can't I? Right. And since I have to, how can I do that? Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) I love that part.
0: So it turns into more of a self-assessment card instead of a reactive card, Mm -hmm. which I like. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. And the ritual is a lot of journaling again. So like, She sort of talks about the 12 steps as a good line. She's sober. She's a sober person. And so there's a lot of, like, 12-step stuff. And in some areas, that's really overdone, like we will talk about later. (laughs) Um, But in some areas, it's really helpful. And I think that any sort of structured Mm self-reflection can be really helpful when dealing with a judgment card. Like, am I doing this right or whatever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Because judgment is my card of the year. So I was very like intentionally like reading this chapter because oh, I love it. Yeah. Because it, because I, because I feel like I don't have a firm grasp of what it exactly entails in myself right now, but it was really interesting yeah. to see it from her perspective and also the journaling and the spell work, stuff like that. I really like that as well. So totally. Yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Okay. So how do we want to do the minors? <laughs>
0: uh, why don't we just start with, do you have any wands? No. Okay, I have one wand. I have the queen
1: of wands, but she's later.
0: We'll do so one of my first favorite uh, minor arcana is the 4 of wands, and I always like the 4 of wands, so that's not totally surprising, but I particularly really liked the the be the 4 of wands ritual. Oh yeah. So obviously she talks about how it's about celebrating yourself, but she tells an anecdote about having a party for a book launch. And she says, it feels so good to have your creation out in the world and have a party for it. I'm celebrating myself. I'm celebrating the book, which oddly is one of me and not yet, and yet not of me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm celebrating my friends who supported me and my community of readers, and it's just super fun. And so I think that I like that a lot because it's kind of like celebratory. But the thing that I like the most about that chapter was the ritual because Um, I think maybe it's because my birthday is coming up and so I'm feeling really celebratory anyway, but she has this ritual where she gets a large bowl. She floats a ton of flower blossoms in it. She sinks some crystals and some sea salt, like pink Himalayan salt into it. Mm -hmm. She lights an altar or she puts it on an altar, lights as many candles, like as many colors. It doesn't matter. Just like all of the candles to make it bright. And then she says, get dressed up in your fanciest outfit, even though you're by yourself. Um, Have fun. Bring Bring the dish of honey and add that to the altar. Spritz yourself with your favorite scent. Spritz it into your magical space. Meditate and ask yourself, do you have a hard time celebrating yourself? Do you need help opening your heart to positivity? Do you need some glamour? Do you need some joy? Blah, 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 blah. Ask for bravery, ask for more of that energy, and then keep that altar up until you have made definite plans for an actual party, an actual occasion to wear that incredible outfit out in the world, and a celebration with actual fellow human beings. And that just made me so happy to think about (laughs) having, I think probably, I mean, with birthday stuff, it always comes up, like... I want people to say happy birthday, obviously, yes. but I also need to make sure that I'm keeping that joyfulness and that celebration as something that I'm in control of. Yes. So I love the idea of having a birthday ritual that involves just only you yeah. and then having that birthday ritual sort of be sustained until you actually have the chance to like celebrate with other yeah. people. Yeah, It's that
1: first you're giving yourself that love first and then you're sharing yes. that love with other people. I think Exactly exactly that. so
0: I'm gonna find a time to do that next week yes. I'm gonna go to the flower mart there's a like big flower mart that I really love I'm gonna go to the flower mart I'm gonna get a bunch of flowers I'm gonna do that ritual I'm going to do it before my birthday starts because I already I don't know I just love it yeah I feel like that's so it's kind of a like nice be a nice way to, to usher
1: in your birthday, birthday I think
0: exactly like the first
1: celebratory like fireworks to do it
0: exactly I'm feeling all jazzed just thinking about it. Like that's the joy of this book is that you read one of these rituals that you really love and you're like fucking yes! (laughs) This is gonna be so great It'd be amazing i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah
1: i know i already have like exactly. a list and i'm like oh my gosh when am i first of all gonna find the time to do this how many altars am i gonna have in my house am i have like a one yeah. room apartment where are these altars gonna go <laughs> in the snakes that's where it's gonna go with the snakes
0: with the snakes yeah <laughs> the snakes can handle it yeah but that's the other thing is that some of them are really temporary so yeah. it's not something that you have to leave up forever it's something that you'll need to spend like a week doing or like a day doing or whatever and so i really like that All right. So let's do the uh, court cards very last because that's how they're organized in the books. But do you have any cups that are your favorites?
1: I have no cups.
0: I chose the three of cups. That is the ugliest card
1: in the whole deck. We will talk about this later, but it pained me so much.
0: so ugly. But um, I liked this because it was about celebrating when there aren't really any accomplishments. I thought that that contrast between the four of wands and the three of cups was really interesting because I – I do think of them as pretty similar. yeah. But the Three of Cups is more just about like celebration for the sake of celebration. It just wants you to like be all excited about what's actually happening rather than like an event that's going to occur. It's more like introspection rather than like outward celebration or like, here's what I'm so excited about. And more also about kind of celebrating like sort of a community win almost. But the thing that I liked the most about this was her spell about friendship because... She says the realm of magic is overflowing with love spells, but how many platonic love spells are there out there? If you're not feeling the joy of the three of cups as vibrantly as you'd like, maybe it's time to call some new besties into your world. You'll need a pink candle, three dried rose petals, and sweet pea oil. And she kind of explains there's like a chant. You're burning the candle till it's gone. Um, so she has one to kind of bring new friendships in. And then she also has one about love and gratitude for your people that already exist, which I think is helpful and beautiful also yeah. because it's kind of like you know, we can have all these meaningful relationships, but life happens. And sometimes you feel separated from people. Yeah. And so coming up with a way to remind yourself about how grateful you are for other people is also really cool. Oh, I love
1: those. Those, that was a good chapter, even though the card kind of was a very shocking. The card exactly.
0: And then also in the four of cups, I just highlighted this cause it was so funny. The first sentence in the four of cups, cups chapter is look at little pouty pants. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's, this <laughs> book laugh. is so quotable. I love this book. Like, yeah, the there are a lot
0: of like highlighted sections that were just funny or interesting things that we're not going to have a chance yeah, to talk about. You just about. need to read the book to, to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, do you have any swords? Yes, I have the four of swords. Do you have any swords? Perfect. I do. I have the three of swords. Oh, okay.
1: So do you want me to go four first or are we just going to go in numerical order? We
0: can do three. I just feel like I've been talking too okay, much. Okay, so. I'll give Sorry you a break. Listeners. It's fine. Sorry, Esther. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs>
1: so the four of swords I think is the most beautiful card in this book that's depicted um because oh it just changed Why oh yeah you... it's
0: really pretty <clears throat>
1: my stupid... okay here it comes okay my i'm using my mobile phone for this and i put bookmarks but then i changed the orientation accidentally and the bookmark oh, no. just flew away and so once the nine of pentacles i'm like come <laughs> back come back okay
0: where did you go but i'm back
1: now um so the four of swords is the most beautiful because it reminds me a lot of like a traditional Japanese tea room or it's a really traditional pretty. like Korean tea room because I've because uh, they have like you sit on the floor and drink your tea and like with two you drink the cup with two hands so it reminded me of that and the plants around it just reminded me it's um and especially with the meaning tied to this card it's not just a rest for more or like the eye of the storm sort of feeling it's actually like you taking a vacation like you getting away from the noise of life from the chaos of life and this and so that's the kind of gentle push that this card kind of gives you that's what the kind of the interpretation is and I love that kind of
0: I love that too because
1: even though I've started interpreting it that way like you need to take a rest but it also kind of it always kind of felt like I wasn't doing the card justice if that makes any sense. Like, oh, this means yeah. take a vacation, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I really like that, and it's like you know you've maybe suffered trauma, maybe this has been going on in your life, and you just need to take a step back. And some, and it's also speaks to the workaholics too because sometimes it's just hard for you to feel like you can just sit down and just be as a person who you know who works all the time who has so many obligations but it's like no you need this rest for yourself
0: allowing yourself to feel that yeah
1: and I like the quote where she says the four of swords has probably never been a more important card than it is today originally meaning a retreat from battle it now pushes us to retreat from our hectic lives and even our busier minds if relaxing is hard for you it's all more important for you that you would figure out a way to do it and then like she goes into personal um, like things like where it's been hard for her to do that and how it could take a toll on your relationships if you don't rest and then the spell itself is kind of like just kind of simple meditation and just making that time to relax and also using teas and spell and um, herbs to kind of help initiate you into that time and, and into that pattern yeah. of taking that rest and not feeling bad or feeling guilty for doing that
0: yeah I really loved that. Yeah, it was really simple, and but really nice. I also like the acknowledgement that her wife's family is yeah. a family of relaxers. I love that. Which is like so, so relatable. Yeah. My family will just sit around on a couch for like a while. Like yeah. we like doing other stuff. We go on hikes and stuff, but also like we are very good at relaxing. Yeah. We're very, I'm, I call it a planting. I'm very good at planting.
1: Like just sitting in one place for a long time. I just plant myself. That
0: just reminds me of Arrested Development when they leave Anne in Mexico. Way to plant, name. Anne.
1: Yeah. But it's true. <laughs> Something happens. Just plant it yourself. Totally
0: <laughs> <true>. <laughs> okay. I love that. Yeah. And so then I chose the three of swords because it's, we've been talking about this a lot lately, like just honoring pain and stuff. But she says like, sometimes the three of swords has a very thin silver lining. At least, you know, you're not crazy. And it kind of talks about how people try to gaslight you mm-hmm. into thinking that heartbreak isn't that meaningful. And sometimes you need to just have a pity party and say like, look, it's the three of swords. This is really heartbreaking. Like I don't have to just power through it. Yeah. And so I really liked that. I liked the idea that it's confirming that you're not you're not losing your mind. Like this is really something that's happening. Uh, but then I also really like the transition of that as like of if the three of swords has come your way and you're not devastated, take a good hard look at your behavior and make sure you're not knowingly or unknowingly hurting somebody. Yeah, I like and that I with that the that emperor in
1: this card too. So yeah.
0: Good. Yeah, because I never really considered that. Like, the three of swords doesn't have to be you with all those swords. It could be you as the swords. So I thought that was really great. And then also the ritual is just full-blown raging, which I love. (laughs) And this is one of the first that has a flower infusion, a shower flower infusion, where you basically infuse um, fresh or dried flowers. She suggests orange blossoms, jasmine, chamomile, rose, elderflower, and lavender, and some sage. Boil water, pour it into the flowers, let them steep for a bit, add some essential oils if you have it, take a shower as you normally would, but let your mind linger on the sweetness of life, the things you appreciate, and even if you, if all you can come up with is the love of an animal or a blue sky. When you're done washing up, take the flower infusion and ask it to help open to the open you to the beauty and love around you. Make sure that it's not still hot, <laughs> and then pour it over your head, and then let it dry with the infusion all over your body. Mm. So you're not rinsing it. You can even just brush the flowers off once the, once they're dry. Yeah. But it, I love a shower ritual because, like you said, I don't have access to a bathtub right now either. Yeah. And it's so nice to have something that's like can be so meaningful in, in the shower. Yeah.
1: Especially because it's like, hey, you matter too. You know, in our it's kind of like more of like an urban witchy sort of ritual where you don't have the space yeah. to do something, so you have to yeah, make up for it.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it. All right. Did you have any pentacles? I
1: have the Ace of Pentacles and the Nine of Pentacles, but I feel like I need to awesome. do the Nine of Pentacles first because okay. I have problems with it. Oh,
0: okay. Let's let's hear Okay. It. Oh, hiccup. So
1: <laughs> it confuses me it's just a confusing explanation because first they start off saying like that this Knight of pentacles is of course the woman. She doesn't really toil for her garden. She's oh, sort of yeah. like really entitled. Was it was so strange because like, and she, she has a pet. She's old her, money. Old money. She like didn't she have to She has work never done a day it. of life, but she's like enjoying this opulence and stuff like that. And it's like, she goes into like Virgo and Venus, the beauty, blah, blah. And then they switch suddenly to it meaning that you'll be fine, like, and that you're, that everything that will be, everything okay. You'll be okay financially. And I'm like, it's, you started out, like, as, like, raging against the, commun- the communists, raging against the capitalism, and society. then... Yeah.
0: W- Turn it turned into something completely different. So I didn't understand. Well, and she also has that anecdote about fashion week. Yes. So I think that this is kind of like a trigger point for her. I th- and so
1: that's why I that's why I said in my notes that let's see I'm getting to my notes. Let me see. Um, that the meaning changed because of her personal experience and her life experience. Like it wasn't yeah. something that the card. Like the card definitely shows like a woman who's of course of wealth. In the card but
0: I I because it comes at the end of the seven eight nine I, I always, always take it, it as it like your hard work seeing. is being finished yeah, and accomplished yeah the but
1: they but because okay because that's another point is the seven of Pentacles became the card of rest
0: I know which I've never, never seen ever seen in my entire life I, I've, I've
1: seen it become like the card of boredom where you're kind of like eh, you're a little bit bored of this work right now I've seen that or it's even tired yeah and tired and then the eight of but then and then the eight of Pentacles changed to like this is hard work you have to do so I'm wondering because of those two changes, if that influenced the nine or if that, yeah, because they're, that set is always like a trifecta for me. They're always related. Me too. They're, they're always like, bam, bam, bam. You've got your set going. You've got a beginning yeah. and middle and end, blah, blah.
0: Absolutely.
1: So I'm wondering if that's the reason. It was just a strange, it was already strange for me to kind of like read the seven of wands in that uh, the seven of pentacles in that way. But for the nine of pentacles to be so like, contradictive in its own chapter was really it's strange. strange yeah so i just want to talk about that not necessarily it's a favorite card in the deck but it was it was it stood out so much i felt like i had to mention it
0: Yeah, totally. Well, so that can go here and then also in the cons of the book. Just for you, listener, mentally, Mentally. keep that in mind for the cons. Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) So I'm sure, but but they do say when the Knight of Pentacles pops up, perhaps she's reassuring that you're going to be just fine, the bottom isn't going to fall out, you're not going to wind up in the poorhouse, you will not experience financial ruin. So that's, of course, like... It kind of transitions back to the traditional meaning that we know that you've yeah. created something and you don't need to worry about what you have. You've you've settled that you've you've done it. And then the kind of spell work that it is, is like bearing some pen some pennies or coins at a tree or flower yeah, and asking nature to help you prosperity. grow abundance or adopting an animal, which I thought was really cute. And, and first they say a lizard or a bird and I was like, hey, or a snake. And I'm like, hey, hey. Um, so yeah, you can find your familiar. Let this creature being a living reminder reminder of your abundance. So of course, it's like encouraging adoption. I just love that. Anyway, so
0: are we gonna talk about the entire page about pigeons?
1: Hysterical! I saw that and I was like, yes, because okay, wait, wait, we it's have to do so content warning blue. pigeons for Kylie. Content yeah, warning content pigeons.
0: Warning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's I love it. So this. out of the
0: blue, there isn't anything like this anywhere else in the book. Never.
1: Like it's like a it's like a commercial break. Like,
0: commercial break between the nine and ten.
1: Like, (laughs) for
0: pigeons. (laughs) (laughs) it's so random i know i thought yeah she i didn't i guess i never really thought about the fact that pigeons are a type of dove yeah i don't live in a city so i never like i see a pigeon like once a year like i'm not interacting with pigeons very frequently so i don't think of them as being gross or dirty because i rarely see them yeah
1: it i'm teaching about aphrodite and aphrodite's bird is the dove and in korean a dove and pigeon are the same bird so i'm having (laughs) and i'm like and they'll, so they'll say, like, oh, badoogie, badoogie, which is, like, the name for pigeon. And I'm like, it's really not the same thing. They are different colors, people. But I'm I'm sure it's, like, the same species. <laughs> but it, just in my mind, I just they cannot are. wrap my hand around the fact that they're the same well, bird. Maybe
0: since I don't have to interact with them, when I see a picture of a pigeon, I think that it's pretty. Yeah. Like, it has the iridescent neck. It's, like... It's adorable. They're annoying. But apparently but they're gross. I have ap- no idea. Apparently
1: they're gross. But I like all birds. I do not discriminate. I think pigeons are hilarious. I chase yeah. pigeons all the time because I think they're the funniest birds in the world.
0: I just have no idea. So anyway, yeah. Page 297. Real weird. Real
1: interesting, like, <laughs> buy a pigeon, save the pigeon, sort of, like, <laughs> yeah, commercial break. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Between the nine and ten of Pentacles of all things, so
0: yeah. Yeah, I know it was so random. I mean, I guess there's a pigeon on the nine, but still. It's a it's hawk. Not that's not weird.
1: close to a pigeon. Hawks and pigeons oh, are that's different. that's true.
0: It's not even a pigeon at all. What is she talking about? Who knows? It's a <laughs> soapbox that we don't have to deal yeah, with. Yeah,
1: exactly. It was just really funny. I was just like, pigeons? What? I'm trying to get to the ten of Pentacles. What kind of ten of Pentacles is this? Yeah. Okay, let me find. All the right. Ace. So do
0: you want to talk about the ace? Yeah, I can talk about the or ace. you want me to talk about the two to give you time to find yours? Oh, I,
1: f- I just found it, so I think we're okay. Okay, good. The ace was really interesting because. Because the first part of the Ace took like a very treat yourse- yourself attitude.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, which
1: I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because of course we see the Pentacles as like a body, like grounding, earthy sort of sign. But I've never attributed the Ace itself to the treat yourself. Like I've always yeah. attributed like the Empress to that. So I just thought it was really interesting. Like, oh. And, um, so this is one of the quotes from the chapter. If the Ace of Pentacles has come to you, it's time to treat your body, have some orgasms, eat delicious food, go swimming, climb some rocks, (laughs) play sports, lie in the sun, get a massage, just feel yourself literally. And I was like, okay, like (laughs) I can do that. Suggesting masturbation (laughs) is fine. Like, thank you so yeah I saw, and then decide today that this is the day you're going to take care of your body the way it deserves and I just thought that it was a really nice pause for some like self love and not necessarily
0: like yeah. in
1: the brown chicken brown cow self love way but just in especially the general especially because it's
0: not like saying like new job right. new money opportunity which is like a really common interpretation yeah. of it yeah it's just
1: like a great way to renew your own body like to start new with a different area and so I really loved that sort of addition to it and then yeah. she goes into herbal shit and I'm just like here for it making it Enchanted pesto, I'm like, yeah, yes, please. I love pesto, and then you know, so I just loved that aspect of All it. All of
0: the herbal uh, stuff. I, just... I think that her herbal stuff or her food, like kitchen witchery stuff, is so so nice. The Two of Pentacles, I really liked also because she goes beyond the balance stuff and talks about flexibility. But my favorite part of the whole thing, because the Two of Pentacles was my card of the year last year. For so for 2018. Right. And it was also like a year in which I was doing some of the stuff that she expresses in this page that I wasn't even thinking about, which is being your weirdest, (laughs) most authentic self, like everywhere. Yes. Like she talks about how the two of pentacles is about flexibility. It's about like not doing things when they don't feel right. And like, you know, that sort of thing. But then the part about being your most authentic self really stuck with me because yesterday I had my performance evaluation for work and I was thinking like. Everyone here knows that I read tarot and that I have a tarot podcast. Mm -hmm. Like every single coworker knows about this part of myself. Every single person can walk into my office and it's filled with plants and there's a fountain and there's crystals all over the place. And I have like, I am just Living my most authentic life. And that started last year. Oh. Because before that, I was like not really sharing any of that stuff with people. I didn't really, and it was because I was in a different work environment. I wasn't in the same unit. But it's just so interesting that the year that the Two of Pentacles was my card of the year was the year where I was finding a place where I could be my most wacky. Like, authentic true self, and that like show the flexibility of somebody who can be really into this one thing, but also really good at this other thing. And so that just really connected with me because of my two of pentacles year and feeling so like I am just being like super authentic. Yeah. Okay. Did you choose any cups? No,
1: no cup. I'm done.
0: So it's time to talk about our queens. Yes.
1: Okay. You're first. Okay, I'm first. with Queen of Wands. Okay, maybe you can help me with this because okay. my signifier is the Queen of Wands, and this Queen of Wands was literally only the extroverted and like interpretation of a Queen of Wands.
0: Yeah, so, I think that that's a flaw. In okay, it for sure. because
1: I was like, is it just me? Because like I definitely have infectious joy, and ambitious, and not competitive. Thank you, but I'm also I don't have high energy. Like, I have high energy specifically. Like, I save that energy, but I'm still like, um, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not extroverted. So I think that it definitely, <laughs> at least in the Queen of Wands aspect, the it was very um, extroverted explanation of what the Queen of Wands kind of embodies and not, like, a balanced viewpoint of the Queen of Wands, if it makes any sense. I
0: think that that's really, really fair. I I don't think of the Queen of Wands as being, like, only one way. Just, like, all of us can have both introverted aspects and extroverted aspects of ourselves. Um, but I do like that the Queen of Wands. She talks about her being like invigorating. I think that that's pretty accurate for you.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, I think definitely like the interactions with people, like how I make people feel. Definitely that it's that way. It's just, and maybe it's just the way I feel about myself, and maybe that's reading myself a bit like with my own insecurities. It was just like this is really extroverted interpretation. Where yes, the Queen of Wands is more like extroverted than the, most of the other queens, but. Like yeah. because of course I'm a nuanced person and not like card in a deck. I just wish there was a bit more of a like give and take with the Queen of Wands interpretation than just like she's the best, she's the brightest person in the room when you walk into the room. So,
0: but the funny thing is that she mentions that it's like the Queen of Wands is like a big cat, like a lion. But I feel like that kind of goes against her theory that this person is so extroverted because cats are not. (laughs) No, (laughs) and it's kind of the same thing. Like that's sort of yeah, yeah. Well, it's not even the loners. It's like if a cat decides that you're somebody that you that they want to spend time with you, it feels really good. And I feel like that's the kind of Queen of Wands that you are, where like you are a little bit more reserved, but when you feel comfortable and like you want to be a part of the conversation like cats sometimes do, they'll all of a sudden be there and you're like, oh my God, (laughs) this is so exciting. Like I feel really happy that this cat has decided to adopt me or to be in my life, you know? And yeah. I feel like that's kind of the queen of wands energy. Oh, I like that. Have. Yeah.
1: I, and I love that she did say that the queen of wands is more of like the witchy and I'm like, yes, I am. Thank you very much. Yes, but this, the, the simplicity of the spells was really cute. I said, I have snack magic. <laughs> like <laughs> snack magic. So it's like one of the, one of the spells is like two, it kind of, in to. Kind of consume the magic of the Queen of Wands and that energy, you eat sunflower seeds, and I thought that was really yeah. cute. I was like, yeah, That's I could cute. snack on that or buy, of course, buying yourself flowers it. and seeing it. So I just thought it was really it was really nice and simple. I like simple and sweet and and things like that, so. Yeah, but it was just yeah. an interesting chapter where there wasn't a lot of nuance there.
0: Yeah, I think it's hard when, because court cards are just so, so complex. Hard. And because people struggle with them so much, I think that everyone's interpretation is just like so colored by who they've interacted with that identifies that way. Yeah.
1: That's true, too.
0: Because I chose the, my signifier card, the Queen of of Pentacles, and I really liked her in general, but there was a little bit more, like, careful with money that doesn't really exist <laughs> as much with me. I mean, I give myself a hard time about that. I'm actually okay. Yeah. The main area that I'm not okay with is just buying tarot decks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So it's not like that's in every area of my life. But she talks about, you know, using sensibilities to build a simple and yet beautiful life. I love the idea of mellow lushness because that's something that I tend to aim for. I just want people to feel like really comfortable Mm -hmm. around me. And that's so Queen of pentacle And then she also says, uh, if this is a love situation, I hope you like old-fashioned mixed CDs, <laughs> homemade bread, and cohabitation in a wonderful homey environment, because that's where you're headed. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, that just made me like actually cry yeah. with like love because yeah. I just love that. Like that is how I want my loved ones to feel. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And again, bread didn't even yeah, try. And again, bread coming up. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last line is manage your money like a boss, work like a horse, entertain like Martha and indulge like a hedonist. That's the Queen of Pentacles way. I
1: feel like that is like what your Twitter bio would be. Their Insta I bio.
0: <laughs> I thought about tweeting it. And I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Might as well. And then the magic part is about doing a dinner party and all the different things you can incorporate into a dinner party that would bring different things and all the like. I already, when I have people for dinner, like light a bunch of candles. I already do that. Um, but this is part of it too. And so it just is really great. And then also like having a living lavender plant, but I don't know. I just really liked it. I liked her interpretation of the queen of pentacles, but I also definitely got the feeling that she sees herself that way. And that's why it's like so long.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah Cause some of them were like, like the Knight of wands was like two pages, no spells. Let's go. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like exactly. almost like, nothing and we're and done. We're done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that actually leads us to the cons of the book. So I think we've already kind of touched yeah, on some of them, okay. but do we want to go into it a little bit more?
1: Uh, well, well, I have the page of cups is my last card. Oh, I forgot. I- oh, shoot. That's okay.
0: I forgot. That's okay. Sorry. Well,
1: I, cho- I only chose the page of cups because it keeps coming up for me in a reading. Like in every reading, he's like, Hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm here. And I'm like, go away. I don't <laughs> want you around here. But the one thing I did like, just kind of, just kind of receive some clarity is that they said, if the page of cups represents a situation, chances are that it seems a little murky or not fully formed. I'm like,
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's thank nice. you for that insight.
1: <laughs> And so, seriously. But at the moment, it's not fully formed at all in my brain. So I'm just going to kind of wait for it to happen.
0: That's awesome and reassuring because it does keep popping up for you over and and over. And it's
1: getting annoying. And I'm just like, stop it. Leave me alone.
0: Stop (laughs) harassing me.
1: I'm just going to delete you from all the decks when I try to do anything readings anymore.
0: Yeah, exactly. There you go. We're going to take it out
1: <laughs> and then try again. Try again. Okay, so what were kind of the cons of the books as we've kind of like mentioned a few already? The cards
0: are not attractive. They are not. And I know what she was trying to do because she made it, it's like way more inclusive. Yes. But I think that now, like this book came out just a few years ago, but there already were decks that had inclusivity. Inclusivity, yeah. This is from 2017. Well, and like,
1: this art style is brilliant popular now like this it's very line drawny that sort of style
0: yeah I just think it's like aggressively like weird yeah it's it's (laughs) like
1: I understand like the inclusivity but the artwork itself is so it takes you out of the symbolism which I totally get
0: also some cards that she's describing the writer Wade Smith but then the card card itself itself doesn't have on the page doesn't have any of that symbolism and it doesn't happen a lot but there are definitely a couple where you're like wait a second
1: I think death is like that Yeah, specifically I remember like the RWS in the description and then the card itself doesn't have all the symbols that is are described. The Smithwaite deck is like you copyright free, you can use it. So I don't know
0: Yeah, exactly. And there just are so many decks these days that have, like, good stuff. Yeah. Okay, and then also some of the cards are so, 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 so organized by her personal feelings that it's almost, like, the Mm -hmm. meaning that she draws from it are almost incomprehensible with the meaning that we know. Yes, yeah. And two of those examples are the Seven of Cups and the Eight of Cups, where I was like, what is she talking (laughs) about? Like, for the Seven of Cups, she talks about how it's like an alcoholic's card. Like, if you get the Seven of Cups, you're probably an alcoholic she full-blown says those words and i'm like no it's about illusions it's about choices like that doesn't have to be about addiction well,
1: i'm i'm not an alcoholic and i've drawn seven of cups before like yeah the, uh, and yeah. even
0: if you, i mean i just feel like there are maybe the seven of cups and the devil could be yeah. like a combination that would say yeah. that but the seven of cups on its own there's no reason that that needs to be specific like she actually says you should get help at one yeah. point like you should talk to somebody about it. And I'm like, what? Yeah. And it's because she had this card come up a lot when she realized that she needed to stop drinking. It says you aren't necessarily an alcoholic if you get this card, but you could be, maybe you're not a full blown drunk, but you're, you've been partying a lot. You're on a peel bender, peel, peel bender. Peel. It's not a big deal. It's just something you're, into right now. uh, Blah, blah, blah. Seven of Cups. Tempting, lazy, quicksand energy. It's just like, whoa. Why is there so much about this being about drug abuse or alcohol abuse? And then the Eight of Cups is... Fully, fully about hopelessness. And mm-hmm. I always think of the Eight of Cups as being hopeful. Yeah,
1: I always took it as like a journey as leaving from something that is no, there is no hope anymore than going out into like the dawn of something new.
0: See, and I always feel like it's like, like you've finished that project, you have set up all those cups and now it's time to move on. That's how I always see it. I think it, I always feel like it's more like, proud of what you've done like the six of the six of of swords is like i'm escaping about bad situation going yeah. to a good situation the eight of cups for me is like i've accomplished all this stuff there's nothing left for me to do so i'm gonna leave and go find something else yeah
1: yeah to me it's always so like had know. a twinge of hope and it, it was interesting i was like okay i guess to with different cards, I could see that, but at the same time, I was like, okay, so.
0: But this is one where it's, like, four pages long for a minor arcana card, I think, just because she related so Yeah, I think it. so. But anyway, I think that those are my main cons, is that the cards are super ugly, and some of the... You can tell a lot about her life story. So again, if you were a brand new beginner and you read this, you'd be like, uh, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I
1: think, for me, kind of, like, a disappointment was not only, like, was there, like, no sort of, like here's the spread. Here's how you read tarot sort of like, a, because it would kind of fit naturally, like in the beginning sort of aspect, because like, this is my life. This is how I read tarot. Like just kind of like a methodology instead of, yeah. because if you're recommending this as a, for the first time for a person, you know, you're not giving I them those resources. Would. You're just kind of giving them, here's yeah, the exactly. meanings, you know? So I feel like to here's kind of empower this one people specific
0: person's experience with tarot.
1: I also didn't kind of enjoy that. There was no shadow sides to the cards. Like I get no reversals. Like that was nice to kind of read a book without like reversals kind of like glaring you in the eye like read me read me you have to do this
0: yeah but there
1: was no like shadow sides to cards and especially when you're reading tarot there's always some sort of shadow aspect that where you know a a death card could be something good a you know four of cups could be something really bad you know things like that so there was no there was no like it wasn't holistic enough for me i guess it almost
0: maybe feels like it's like because i think that if this were marketed more as a spell book and somebody's like personal stories about tarot it would be better yeah because i do feel like there are so much emphasis put on anecdotes mm-hmm. there wasn't enough time to talk about that yeah maybe
1: yeah so for me that was kind of like a something that was kind of missed because we don't read reversals but we also kind of recognize shadow aspects to each card sort of thing so I feel yeah. like you're kind of doing a disservice and only kind of sharing not really necessarily half the story but not the, the full picture that could be within a card
0: totally and then
1: of course the seven eight of pentacles kind of made me weird so
0: <laughs> yeah that was weird who knows? But yeah. Okay, so do we want to do prose then? Yeah,
1: prose. I think
0: it's a really good like book to kind I'm, of introduce I liked it. it. Yeah. Like spell books,
1: love it. If you're if you're a pagan witch, you like to do ritual work, buy it. It's a really great encyclopedia, yeah. especially if you're wanting to because like as I've shared on our Patreon, I like to use tarot in a ritual because like a visual representation helps my focus, my intentions. And so definitely something like this is like an easy pop open book. I just wish it was marketed more as a spell book with tarot and not as a tarot book.
0: I also really liked that it wasn't overtly spiritual. Yes. Like there was a lot of personal care and stuff like that rather than necessarily being overtly spiritual. I think that that makes it more approachable. And I really did like the autobiographical stuff. I feel like I am probably going to want to read some of her books. I think she's had a really interesting life. Definitely. Yeah. I think that, like, if you're going into it thinking this is just going to be tarot, you could be like, what is the point yes. of this? But I liked it. I think she's had a cool life, and I like how she is giving people so giving of her experiences to us in it. It's neat. Yeah. And I like it <laughs>
1: when people kind of give personal life experience through the defini- definition of a card. I just also, on the flip side, don't think that that should color the entire interpretation of the card. Just making sure yeah. people know like, this is my interpretation because of my life experiences. This may not be your experience. So I did like that. Yeah. And the cover is beautiful and the book is nice and thick and juicy.
0: It's really great. So the other thing that I really liked in the Ace of Swords section, she actually has a prayer to Stevie Nicks, which makes me laugh. <laughs> um, I actually noted that I really liked the random pigeon information. I thought that was I thought absolutely it was hilarious. hilarious. It made me actually laugh. Yes. <laughs> yes. I did
1: laugh. I was like, what? Cause I mean, I love pigeons. So that's just kind of,
0: Yeah. So I like that the queens take place after the king because I think that if the focus is on like personal actualization, having the more internal actualized self take priority over more of the like outward representation of capabilities is really neat. I thought that that was interesting. I don't know if that's what her intention was um, because it's not really addressed. But to me, I like it because I like the idea of like you can do these things out loud without truly knowing it about yourself Mm -hmm. almost. And so having the queen be the self-actualized version as being stronger really sat well with me.
1: I've started to enjoy that trend. And I think like both of us have mentioned before, I like that it's just practical down to earth, easily obtainable stuff that you can do yeah. because I am so limited, especially I've had to kind of like have a self-talk because compared to like the Instagram culture of, you know, very beautiful furs and yeah. gemstones and blah, 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 blah. Like for me, I'm yeah. I'm so limited with my resources. I kind of feel bad that I can't like do all I that I want to do and so this kind of helps me realize you know what in my practice I don't have to I can this can be whatever I want it to be and whatever I want to look like so it doesn't have to I don't have to feed into that sort of monster itself so I really like there was practical easy stuff that I could do and yeah and there were several and all the
0: shower stuff means so much I mean I just think that having all these flower infusions as part of like a shower ritual is really neat. And I'm so glad that was included. Yeah, me too. And I'm so glad we kind of it had a mini combo about fits. it too.
1: Like our own like yeah. avocado oil commercial break <laughs> yeah. that we had. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. But I just, I just really like, la- I think that it's like so achievable. It's so like all, I think that if, if you read tarot, but don't consider yourself like sort of a-, a more witchy person, this would be a really good idea as a place to start because you're already comfortable with the tarot stuff. So then getting more comfortable with the, Witch's yeah stuff would also and be you cool. don't
1: need to like specifically like th- even though they, they had a god and goddess box you could just do it to a unicorn or whoever your favorite person is like yeah, it's not specific exactly. to a god or goddess so you don't need to have that deities, deities whatever that deity kind of already <laughs> sort of thing so
0: situation yeah awesome yeah. well i think that generally i'm glad that i bought this and i'm definitely keeping it this i'll try not to give it away to somebody i did mark the shit out of the inside so i probably you can't haha
1: ha, ha. it's yours now <laughs>
0: It's mine now, but I'm super glad that we read it. I know, it. me too. I'm glad that I just picked it randomly out of the books that I need to read. So <laughs> I know you did such a good job because I'm I'm really happy that we read yeah, it. Me I think that it was great. Um, but next week we're going to be talking about La Beaumont. and it's here. And you Except have it, and you. it's on a
1: ship to me currently from It'll Hong Kong. It'll probably be to you. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right? I'm sure sure
0: why do I keep doing this I keep thinking that you don't have things no it's, forgetting it's that okay no things. no it's fine I mostly just want to talk about it because I it's know new that and fresh it's... and she still has it in stock exactly Jenny still has it in stock it's really cool yeah. and I want to support our friend yeah. by having it be something we talk about sooner rather than later so we're so excited yes 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 I am gonna love it yeah you really are you're really gonna love it I hope so it'll be there Yeah, yeah it, should, it should be here <laughs> I mean Hong Kong is closer to Korea than it is to California oh my gosh I know North Normally you get everything from make playing cards way faster than I yeah. do. So it should be there soon. That's all I can. I wish you could see her face. <laughs> she can't say such mean things about Korean mail because she can't put that energy out into the universe, but I can. Yes. <laughs> that's why I say it, it's
1: just on a boat somewhere. It's just on a it's boat.
0: Somewhere. It's not even on a plane. No, there's somebody like playing with it in some mail place like hey hey like oh this is cool yeah but anyway that's our show so don't forget that we also do tarot questions you can email us with your questions yeah. <laughs> about your life or your questions about tarot reading specifically our email address is wildly tarot at gmail.com or you can message us at wildly tarot podcast on instagram also
1: tell your friends about us and write and review us on apple Podcasts, and it helps us grow and makes us really really happy
0: <laughs> really really happy <laughs> also you can follow us on instagram for pictures of the deck we're using or join our facebook community by searching for wildly tarot podcast on facebook
1: also we post bonus content on patreon including moon minutes we have readings and articles that we identify with talking about astrology stuff so and bonus episodes like we mentioned so yeah get in yeah. there if you want if you're interested you can find us at patreon.com slash tarot podcast
0: and remember go forth and tarot wildly this we week we love you we love you yay <laughs>